I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. No, the government can't tell me what it is that I believe. They're all poisoned out and brainwashed up in Washington, D.C. I can't be bought, I can't be twisted up, cause I know who I am. Ain't no army gonna take my rights or come up on my land. Granddaddy gave me this gun and the flag in my yard. He told me war is hell, so you better stay on. Said don't go starting a fight, but defend what is yours. They try to force your hand, drag your name through the mud. But they can't take that patriot out of your blood. Out of your blood. Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my better, pa- more patriotic, and sometimes infuriating better half. <laughs> v Lynn. Hello, Patriots. 
And so, uh, yeah, little uh, Buddy Brown there. Um, if, you ha- if you haven't heard that album yet, definitely, I definitely go look it up. Uh, really good album. It's called Patriot. Titled Patriot. Um, yep. Good stuff. Great song. Uh, anyway, some days, you know, it's just some Sundays you want to hear people that actually love this country actually talk because you hear so much negative crap and so much BS on the internet and read so much crap about people who just don't love this country and they just don't feel like talking about it or they're silenced because they want to talk about it and they're told that they're not allowed to. That's the type of shit. I mean, I like to listen to that every once in a while just to get the blood pumping, so to speak. And if you're uh, looking at the screen right now, um, apparently his name is Joe Biden, but his friends call him Brandon. <laughs> Wait, I have the very first clip to start off the day of that because it's freaking hysterical. So uh, hold on. Ain't that one. It, it's it's this one. This, this is at Chicago O'Hare International Airport. I'm going to try to turn it up for you. <laughs> well, I think uh, if I was... Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> I would have pissed my pants. That's hysterical. Seriously? <laughs> Somebody got Let's Go, Brandon Page in Chicago O'Hare. I uh, bet there's a bunch of liberals up there just losing their ever-living mind right now. I mean... What, what are the chances? I, I probably pretty good, especially in Chicago. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's a that's a rough one right there. But uh, it's it's swept the nation. Now it's swept the world. Let's, yeah, it's let's all over go, the Brandon. Place. It's on T-shirts and hats, and it's the na- the new national chant. Except they're not actually saying "Let's go, Brandon" in the new national chant. No, no, and it's the number one rated song in America right now. Even though it's not, it doesn't have an album, and there's no one clearly who's ever sung it. And those <laughs> aren't the words. Everybody. <laughs> this is like a Millie Vanilli song that went really bad, like way sideways. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, except. Yes. Joe Biden. Exactly. So, um, and just in case you didn't know it, uh, right now, and we had like breaking news before we, while we were doing show prep, we had some breaking news pop. Uh, there and, is and armed conflict. Yes, Ben, we actually do do show prep. Um, there is armed conflict right now that is taking place in Italy uh, between police and protesters. And uh, we're just going to show you some video of that real quick. And one of these clips, just to show you that it has gone worldwide, um, which is really classic, is this one. I think it came out yeah. yesterday. Though. Hey, there's Let's Go Brandon. Let's Go Brandon in Italy, in Rome, as they're going past the U.S. Embassy. So, sounds like Americans, though. Nah. Maybe not. But the, uh, all right. You You know how it is, well, but you know how um, when you go overseas, and you've been overseas a lot, and so have I, and when people sing American songs, they sing them exactly with an American accent yeah, as their do. song. It's the same way with this. They're they're saying it with an American accent because they hear everybody in America saying it with an American accent. You know, it's the most popular song in the country right now. So, like, um, one of the big things that's going on over there is yesterday was their first day of the um, where they the mandate for the vaccine. They have to get the ma- ma- vaccine now in Italy. You don't have a choice. Um, and that's to kids as low as age five. So understand that they're... Um, limits for the kids are even lower than what ours are. I mean, right now, only kids at 12 and up can get the vaccine. They're going as low, young as five and up. 
Well, so, not not for long because they did just put in for um, authorization for five to eleven year olds well, to get the jab. Well, that is well, they're trying to. Johnson and Johnson's pushing it right now, which is really crazy to me because Johnson and Johnson's a single dose shot. But what? Either way, folks. The point is, is that right now, even Italy standing up, they have massive. They, they've had huge clashes between police and demonstrators in Italy, uh, where literally uh, there's. I mean, the one the images I saw from this morning and what I saw uh, just a little while ago. They are. There's fires. There's cars flipped. Uh, police are getting their ass kicked. Police are kicking ass. I mean, it's it's back and forth. It really. Um, this k- kind of goes to show you that there's not a lot of this world that is saying that you know what I'm just going to bow down and take this vaccine. It's not just. It's not soldiers. It's not just U.S. civilians. There's this is worldwide. Nobody is saying you know what just hey, just stick it in my arm, please. I I want some. Can I get some? No. Um, I find it really interesting, though, that Satan hand, Satan's handmaiden went to visit her overlord in Rome yesterday, just at the exact same time as uh, it is odd, this isn't it? whole vaccine mandate well, got didn't pushed she, out. Uh, didn't she get, like... Heckled out of church? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny, actually. She's She was gone from church. But while, while we're on the subject of church, uh, I'm going to start with this article here. So... Um, this, this is pretty interesting. This guy kind of wraps it all up, so... This was published in uh, LifeSite News. Catholic hierarchy pushing pseudoscience COVID jabs, creating medical apartheid. So since we did go to Catholic Church this morning. Anyway, I found it pertinent. Uh, This guy's name is Mark Mallett. So he is currently a lay evangelist in the church, but he used to be a reporter. He was a journalist for years. So he's kind of gone back to his journalistic roots. So he started out by writing, uh, well, let let me quote some canon law that he put in first. Quote, Christ's faithful are at liberty to make known their needs, especially their spiritual needs and their wishes to the pastors of the church. They have the right, indeed, at times the duty in keeping with their knowledge, competence and position to manifest to the sacred pastors their views on matters which concern the good of the church. They have the right also to make their views known to others of Christ's faithful. But in doing so, they must always respect the integrity of faith and morals, show due reverence to their pastors, and take into account both the common good and dignity of individuals. So that's from the Code of Canon Law 212. Okay. So he wrote a letter to the bishops, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm kind of going to skim the wave tops, as Mick puts it. But to start, Dear Catholic bishops, after a year and a half of living in a state of, quote, pandemic, I am compelled by the undeniable scientific data and testimony of individuals, scientists, and doctors to beg the hierarchy of the Catholic Church to reconsider its widespread support for, quote, public health measures that are, in fact, gravely endangering public health. As society is being divided between the, quote, vaccinated and, quote, unvaccinated, with the latter suffering everything from exclusion from society to the loss of income and livelihood, it is shocking to see some shepherds of the Catholic Catholic Church encouraging this new medical apartheid. There are seven basic premises the church has apparently accepted as scientific facts that are, in fact, pseudoscience at best. I will address each of these below. So he goes on and he quotes a whole bunch of doctors. He, he cites the entire thing. This, this is a, a very long article, people, because he cites all of his sources. This is very well written, very well done. Again, this will be posted in Telegram for you to read. Yes. Um, The seven key ones that he hits. What are they? So premise number one. Well, before he gets to that, yeah, the before I address the seven premises, there's one underlying theme that has been accepted by society at large that has done tremendous damage. And this is the novel idea that a perfectly healthy person is somehow a viral threat. You cannot spread covid if you don't have any symptoms. Okay, so but his 
seven premises. Fair assessment. Yes. So premise number one, this is a vaccine. The first premise the church is apparently operating from is that this is a vaccine. It is no little thing that the mRNA injections are not vaccines in any traditional sense. According to the United States Food and Drug Administration, it is a gene therapy. Currently, mRNA is market after nearly 20 years of research because of its lethality in animal trials. It only found emergency use authorization during this current declared pandemic. Why is this important? There are no long-term studies of this current vaccine, a process which normally takes 10 to 15 years before being mass distributed. Second, the clinical trials of these mRNA injections are not slated for completion until 2023. Okay, premise two. Ethically, everyone must take this vaccine. Mm. Since the mRNA gene therapies are experimental, any coercion or mandate to force someone to be injected with this technology is a direct violation of Catholic teaching as well as the Nuremberg Code. We'll talk more about the Nuremberg Code later. But there is no way, okay? And not long ago, Pope Francis stated, I believe that ethically everyone must take the vaccine. It is the ethical choice because it is about your life, but also the lives of others. I do not understand why some say this could be a dangerous vaccine. If the doctors are presenting this to you as a thing that will go well and doesn't have any special dangers, why not take it? There is a suicidal denialism that I would not know how to explain, but today people must take the vaccine from Pope Francis. If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? He is a good hitter. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying if he's a good hitter. Why well, and, and Pope Francis then put in a, a vax pass requirement. So you literally cannot go into the Holy See without a Kobe pass. Well, my big question becomes um, is I'd love to know what Pope Francis's major was in college because I guarantee it was theology. I guarantee it didn't have anything to do. I'm, I'm almost positive he had nothing to do with any uh, sort of doctoral was he a doctor of any sort did he was he a medical i'm sure he wasn't a medical doctor i know he wasn't a virologist so i'm really confu confused as to how he would know that it's an ethical yeah ethical imperative that you get this vaccine mm. that's interesting yeah isn't it though um because last time i talked to god he didn't tell me to take the vaccine so we're we're, we're good there okay right okay uh premise three i didn't know you were on a one-way communicator with god i'm on That's a two-way communicator a two -way. with god yes yeah. and you could be too if you would open up your heart and mm. listen is yeah. that a flip phone is that like turn, a, turn off your phone like, yes open your ears turn off your phone and is, listen is it like uh god's trying to talk to you if you wouldn't be so damn stubborn you captain might actually kirk? hear him was it captain kirk mm. like you okay Premise three, the vaccine doesn't have any special dangers. Horseshit. Okay. Now, right now, this you, is, yes. You liar. Okay. Stats, USA Vax Stats via CDC. 726,963,000 ,000 adverse reactions. 15,386 dead. And this is just what's reported to VAERS, which, mind you, is a 1% reporting rate. 66,642 hospitalizations, 82,856 urgent care visits, 6,378 cases of anaphylaxis, 8,626 cases of Bell's palsy, 2,122 miscarriages, that's babies dead, 7,267 heart attacks, 20,789 people left permanently disabled. But the vaccine doesn't have any special dangers. Okay, there's one part in there that I, I wanted to bring up before you continue. Mm -hmm. um, it's really funny that you brought that up. You brought up the very stuff. Yep. Um, 
this is from one of my sources and uh, it was some information I got earlier and um, I'll, I'll talk some more about this later on but the fact that you brought up the VARES data already uh, the military has been ordered not to share any of the Mars database anymore oh they are been ordered that that is no longer open for the public and that that's is to where be, you were they getting are, your data from they are not allowed to share any data with the public at all from the Mars database, which from what I understand is they, it's legal, um, but morally it's corrupt as all get out because it's supposedly Mars and Mars are supposed to be the two that are accessible because not only are, are you allowed to see what's going on in the, the public, but you're also, as a soldier, you're supposed to be able to see what's going on in the military. You know, well, what's going on with the, you know, the facts and everybody that's been vaccinated in the military. I mean, since the military is the guinea pig for all vaccines, yes. Well, that is now no. The no. Army and the military, the DOD as a whole, has ordered no sharing of any of the Mars data anymore, period. Okay. Well, before we continue on with this Well, no, this because article. that was the I was going to bring that up with when I talked okay, talk well, about Okay, we'll, we'll so wait on her. Stay on your article. Okay. And we'll bring right. that back up when okay. it comes time. All right. Sounds good. I just wanted to bring that to light that I've actually had some stuff come out about that, which is really interesting. And I thought that was really interesting. Anybody that knows anything about the Mars or the VARS database, you will sit there and go, well, wait a minute. That's not the way they're supposed to be used at all. But yes. Um, so just a reminder during the uh, this from the article again, during the 1976 swine flu pandemic, they attempted to vaccinate 55 million Americans, but the drive was suddenly dropped because the program was killed at 25 deaths. 25 people died from the swine flu vaccine and now we've we had have twice as many as that a, a, a lot more than that 15,386 yeah. according to theirs yeah. and um it's quite a bit and our friend uh thomas rents just he's upped his lawsuit he had dropped the cdc saying 45,000 people had died based off the data the cdc is hi hiding he is he is upping that number well yeah because he may have talked to me and i may have told him where he can get more numbers yeah so um, that's, uh, that's, that's going up. And of course, you know, he dropped the lawsuit, what, two months ago, a lot more people have died since then. Well, yeah, a but lot more people have uh, died since then. There's other people, whistleblowers that are coming out that are willing to testify in front of Congress and tell Congress, no, people are not reporting the number accurately. And the administration period is not willing to report the number accurately. Well, there's that too. Premise four, there is no alternative. The CDF states those who, however, for reasons of conscience, refuse vaccines produced within with cell lines from aborted fetuses must do their utmost to avoid by other prophylactic means and appropriate behavior becoming vehicles for the transmission of the infectious agent. So since the injections being used in this mass vaccination campaign utilized aborted fetal cell lines in order to develop them, the CDF gave special guidelines as to when they would be permissible, if at all. Among other things, the, quote, note on the morality of using some anti-COVID-19 vaccine states in the absence of other means to stop or even prevent the academic, the epidemic, the common good may recommend vaccination, especially to protect the weakest and most exposed from the Vatican. So basically the Vatican saying it doesn't matter that they kill babies to make these vaccines. You still have to take it. Mm. Yes. OK. But there is an alternative. Really interesting. Um and, and we talk about this a lot, but are you, you familiar with um, Ugar pro, uh, province in India? <clears throat> yeah, I know where it is. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh. Okay. Uttar Pradesh has a 5% vaccination rate. All yeah. right. 
They what's, went. What's from, her COVID outbreak? Well, uh, right now it's it's basically zero. It's gone. It's been completely eliminated. They have no COVID in Utah Pradesh. You know why? Mm-hmm. They went house to house with rapid tests. Anyone that tested positive for COVID, they gave them a med kit containing doxycycline and ivermectin, and now they have zero COVID. Really? Really. Hmm. Amazing, because the according, media isn't talking about yeah, that about, at all. I was about yep. to say, according to everybody else, it's just horse paste. Yeah, well. To uh, include Howard Stern and a bunch of other people that have said, oh, it's just horse paste. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe definitely. Rogan took horse paste. Joe Rogan took horse paste. Sure. You know what? I've actually taken horse paste because whenever we had a cold and we had to compete the next day, we would actually take horse paste ivermectin yeah, because I grew up on the back of a horse. Well, it also contains like also 500 milligrams of like widespread antibiotic. Like, Yeah. It, wide open. It, it's, like, mean, it's like it's like taking a uh, you take um, a dollop of that. You feel a thousand times better the next day. It's uh, it's like taking uh, the activator for uh, uh, anthrax is. Um, Oh, I'm tr- I, the name I can see the name I just said it the other day I was just like um, I want to say Celebrex but it's not Celebrex it's um I have no idea but anyway Zero Hedge did this story India's ivermectin blackout the secret revealed so um, ivermectin works there is an alternative hydroxychloroquine works yeah. with zinc and vitamin D all the things that we've talked about and we're actually going to have a bunch of doctors coming up here in the next couple weeks um, Dr. Sherwood Dr. Stella Manuel. Uh, all these doctors that are talking about alternative options to fight COVID. There are alternatives. You do not just have to take the death shot. Anyway, let me keep going. Premise five, vaccination is the only valid means of building immunity. You know what I found when I was cleaning out the garage the other day? No. I found a dictionary from like 1994. Yep. It's amazing how the meanings of words have changed. So they used to say that immunity, right? In 2020, the World Health Organization quietly but significantly changed the definition of herd immunity. Herd immunity, also known as population immunity, is a concept used for vaccination in which a population can be protected from a certain virus if a threshold of vaccination is reached. Herd immunity is achieved by protecting people from a virus, not by exposing them to it. Yeah. That is that is that is not what it is. That monumental statement which emits for the first time natural infection should have raised a loud and uniform protest amongst Catholic ethicists and scientists. But perhaps censorship is simply too great and they are unaware. Nonetheless, this definition strikes at the very heart of God's creation, suggesting that man's natural immunity is somehow now useless and that every man, woman, and child must henceforth be injected when, how, and with what the government dictates. This is flagrantly anti-science and the very definition of medical tyranny. So, Cipro was the name of the drug. I was there you go. It's like taking a, a massive dose of Cipro. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll kill everything. Cipro yeah. will kill everything. It really will. And it'll make you shit your brains out for about three <laughs> days, but it will kill everything. Um, you know what else will make you shit your brains out for three days? High dose vitamin C. Yeah. When you start taking that. Yep. And that also helps to treat COVID. 1,000 milligrams or above. Uh, yeah. I take like 6,000 milligrams yep. a day right now. You it's, can't OD on you cannot, vitamin C. You cannot Do OD not on vitamin C. Do not believe any of that shit. Exactly. You cannot <laughs> OD <laughs> on vitamin C. That is all Or vitamin crap. D, which nope. they've also been starting to push in the news. Yep. Basically everything, all these vitamins that are an essential part of your natural god-given immune system they are doing hit pieces on in the media i literally just saw a story no bullshit 
just yesterday, uh, and I don't have it here because it's one of the stories I threw out, mm-hmm. but it was literally on vitamin D and vitamin C and the fact that um, just the other day on Saturday, Saturday morning or Sunday or Friday morning, Friday morning, CNN and NBC came out with two stories, uh, MSNBC came out with two stories about how you can overdose on vitamin C and vitamin D. And <clears throat> all bullshit. of the science that they quoted in there is all crap. And there was a doctor calling them out about how it's all bullshit. So, pseudoscience. No, not, yeah, not complete, actual science. Complete Pseu- pseudoscience. pseudoscience. Yes. No, no, not even pseudoscience. It was misinformation. Exactly. Yeah. It was complete. It was. Com- uh, we've seen a couple of things in the last couple of days here, folks. In case you haven't seen it, um, for instance, uh, I was just explaining to my oldest son today about what an active um, psyop is, and a lot of people have psyops. definitions vary for psyops it's a psychological operation um but one of the big ones uh and it's an obvious obvious one is obviously this brandon chant the let's go brandon all right if you saw it on tv you saw it on our show because we played it we played it over and over again i'm not going to play it anymore that (laughs) is so much fun that is an active psyop that is an attempt to change the narrative to a narrative that does not exist however supports a narrative that not necessarily exists across all lines. And because it's on such a mainstream mainstream platform, such as NBC, it is adopted as such, and people carry it as such. Oh, they were just chanting, let's go Brandon, when it's so obviously clear that it's, no, they're saying fuck Joe Biden. That is just the attempt to go after vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E. You can't OD on vitamin E either. The, the attempt that the news is trying to pull with this crap about, well, this is, uh, you can OD on these vitamins. No, you cannot. There has not been one medical research document or, or co-authored document that's ever been presented, peer-reviewed, or anything else for that matter, to where someone has actually OD'd on any one of those or all three of them together. Any one of those or together vitamins whatsoever. They have not one documented case. So that being said, you cannot OD on them. You can have you adverse, can get the shits. You're going to have some <laughs> adverse re- effects. You know, your stomach's until your get, body gets used to it. Your your stomach's going to get knotted up, but you're not going to have. You're not going to start bleeding from your eyeballs or your butthole or from your ears or from your hair. You're not going to bleed from those places because it just doesn't happen with those vitamins because those vitamins are naturally occurring within our body. They are literally the building blocks of life. So. It's not going to happen. They are part of your immune system. They are a necessary part of keeping your immune system healthy. Absolutely. Your natural immune system. So um, going on with this, um, let's see. He talks about new data out of the UK shows that nine out of every 10 people in the UK between the ages of 16 and 24 already have antibodies to protect themselves against COVID-19. According to the estimates, Almost 87% of young people in Wales have COVID antibodies. Northern Ireland, the number is 87, 87.2%. Scotland and England, this number increases slightly to 88.7%. Um, so in Mumbai, India, nearly 90% of residents of the city of the city already have COVID-19 antibodies. But they don't actually test you for COVID-19 antibodies before they give you the vaccine. So, well, I can't even call it vaccine. Before they give you the gene therapy death shot. And if you already have COVID antibodies, you tend to have even more severe adverse reactions to the death shot. And at the same time, it kills 
those natural antibodies. So you've destroyed the antibodies that you already had from recovering from COVID that you might not not have even known that you had in the first place. And now you're going to take the death shot. I digress. Anyway, um, however, with several bishops and even cardinals beginning to push, quote, vaccine mandates, it seems this basic fact of creation and foundational tenet of immunology is being ignored even by the church. In fact, one archbishop went so far as to declare, if you don't want to be vaccinated, you are actually a sinner because you will become a source of disease for other people. This is so far from actual science, so distant from any sound medical or moral argument that such statements are scandalous, embarrassing, and causing more division and demonization of perfectly healthy and immune people. So that's just, it should be well noted that the deniers, as Pope Francis sadly called some of his own cardinals who are vaccine hesitant, are not uneducated, selfish holdouts. Rather, a recent study found that the most vaccine hesitant are those with PhDs. We've talked about that study before. Moreover, a stunning irony emerges that the mRNA injections do not and were never designed to prevent the transmission of the virus. We've talked about that too. Tested on an outcome of uh, severe disease, not preventing infection. That's from Surgeon General Jerome Adams on Good Morning America. Um, so far, we've not been presented with the evidence of vaccine effectiveness to prevent transmission from privacy and COVID-19 vaccine passports. Hence, these are classic leaky vaccines, meaning they remove the evolutionary pressure on the virus to become less lethal. As such, it means the vaccinated have become perfect carriers of the virus. In other words, those who are vaccinated are a threat to the unvaccinated, not the other way around. That is absolutely true. We are not in a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We are in a pandemic of the vaccinated. Because what they've actually found is that they're, they're shedding, their viral load that they're shedding is so great it's so much higher than people that are unvaccinated people that are unvaccinated are barely shedding anything and what they're catching they're actually catching the almost dead because they're not actually dead when you shed uh, essentially there's a little bit left of that vaccine or uh, of the uh, of the bacteria the the virus itself and when you shed it you're shedding just enough that if somebody who hasn't been vaccinated yet and doesn't ha necessarily have it or may not have any antibodies or does have antibodies is that's enough to for it to start to reproduce and at the level it reprodu reproduces i mean its reproduction rate is its r value is what they what they're referring to is up there it's a three point something it's a 3.1 i believe is what the r the latest r value of COVID is and if that's even accurate because what they can't distinguish between is whether it's an r value of COVID or an r value of the flu because remember what it tests, what they test for. They're not testing for COVID. They are testing for the, the flu, flu, essentially. Now he gets into that here too. Premise six, COVID-19 is the most pressing health issue. The disease COVID-19 caused by the virus SARS-CoV-2 can be a serious infection for certain people. According to the CDC, the survival rate for those under 50 years of age is 99.5%. Children are more at risk of dying from seasonal influenza than COVID-19. So while this is a more serious virus for those in high-risk categories, it has been proven not to be so for the general population. And that goes back to my original statement that I said this morning. When in America are we going to stop coming up with a, a, a super flu or a super virus that's killing everybody instead of looking at quite obviously what is the most obvious point? What are you eating? What are you how are you exercising? Are you going to the gym? Do you know what a gym is? Have you seen a gym in less than a year? 
I mean, all of these questions, which is really what applies to America. In we live a life of excess. Everybody does. If you're in America, you live a life of excess. Absolutely. You own a home. You eat food. Um, there's people out there that don't have any of those things. And um, just just think about they're outside all the time and they're wandering around and they're not really getting the disease. Why is that? Because their body's been induced or been around so much other crap that it's automatically fighting it off and getting rid of it. And they have super high levels of vitamin D because they're outside all the time. So why are we Americans having such a problem with this when 90% of the people I can guarantee that have died from COVID or with COVID or with COVID from it um, are overweight. They have some comorbidity that is causing their death. Diabetes, heart disease. Any one of the 12 different things. um, Lung disease of some sort. um, COPD. Yep. Then also, they're they're not properly working out. They're not eating what they're supposed to eat. They're not drinking what they're supposed to drink. Um, they're going way overboard on one thing and not enough on the other thing. And 90% of those people, when you start talking about COPD, when you start talking about diabetes, what are they? They're already known to be rather large folks. I mean, I know some very skinny people that have diabetes, but most of the people I know that have diabetes are either really fat or they've got... Um, they've got some other issue that's out there and I, I can't tell you what all those issues are, but that's just like the 99%. I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other people that they still get diabetes, there's, but they're, especially women that have gestational diabetes are much more prone to, um, adult onset stage two diabetes in their sixties and seventies. So I, it's the people drinking the sodas. It's the people out there, you know, that continue to consume Coke, diet Coke. And they think, well, I'm drinking diet Coke. No, that's even worse for you. That's even worse for you. Um, I can't even drink diet Coke because diet Coke caused my brain to swell. And my brain's not allowed to swell like yours is because I've got a lot of metal upstairs. So I can't do that. But there's so many other things that we're doing as people and we're not pointing the direct the finger in the right direction so many people want to point it at this fictitious thing that's out here floating in the air instead of saying what the real problem is which is hey go to the gym go outside work out do something get off your ass and do something don't sit at home the people sitting at home sitting on their computers that are playing keyboard warrior that are going out and being you know telephone tough guys those are the guys that are getting sick from this disease and dying from it. If you're around, I mean, got, folks, if there's one person that should have COVID, I still continue to raise my hand because I don't know how many people's houses I've been in. I've yet to wear a mask and I have yet to get COVID. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because It's not you're, because I've got a vaccine. Because I feed you well. And by well, I don't mean I overfeed you. I mean, I feed you healthy food and you're out in the sun all day. You exercise constantly. Um, Just throwing it out there. I make you take a whole bunch of vitamins. Your vitamin regimen is now larger than your drug regimen, which is saying something. Healthy, you know, if you got a healthy body, you're going to live a healthy life, period. If you're healthy in what you do and what you take in and... But, you know, it's not just that that's killing people. I mean, it is. Don't get me wrong. The people that are dying from COVID or dying with COVID are primarily dying because of their lifestyles, because of the comorbidities that, quite honestly, they've mostly brought upon themselves. But it's not just that. So um, to continue... Two United States agencies have warned that the unprecedented lockdown of healthy populations could lead to a doubling of world poverty and a further 135 million to starve to death. 
It's a tragic irony that while our church leaders are calling for equal distribution of these vaccines, the very lockdowns intended to protect the poor are killing them. And what about those losing their businesses and livelihoods due to prolonged lockdowns? What about those thousands who are dying because of delayed surgeries and the skyrocketing mental health issues and potential explosion of suicides? What about the deaths through a pandemic of drug abuse? which is currently flowing through our southern wide open border, coming straight out of China into Mexico, fentanyl coming right up through the border and killing more people. More people have died of drug overdoses and suicide in the past year than they died of COVID. Well, let's let's get this one out, too, because in El Paso, Texas, they just did this and more kids have died from fentanyl overdosing than they've died from car accidents in the last year. That's that's just insane. That's insane. Yeah. When. And we're talking between the ages of 13 to 18 was the last study that I heard done. Matter of fact, I heard Bongino talk about it on Friday. And they said that between those ages, they've died. There's more kids that have died of fentanyl overdose than have died from COVID. I mean, that's or car accidents. That That's when you say that the. I mean, cars are not no, no longer are they the things that are killing kids. Now it's fentanyl overdoses, which means our border policy blows, which means fentanyl is just rolling across the border because old Joe, you know, he doesn't care. He's going to roll with whatever he's got. No, they just canceled all the border contracts. Yeah. The ones that were being suspended, they're now completely canceled mm-hmm. because they want smarter border controls. controls. Yep. What does that mean? I have no idea. Because they're... Even, even the retired uh, DHS uh, secretary said yesterday on Fox News that he had absolutely no idea what they were talking about when they said smarter border controls. And I'm using the deadly air quotes just in case you're not watching us on Rumble. Um, that it, it, Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what that means? I, I don't think they know because Joe Biden hasn't done anything smart in 50 years or 120 years or however long he's been in the government. 190 so years in the I, government. I, I don't expect He's been around since now. Lincoln, according yeah. to him. <clears throat> so premise number seven, a vaccine passport, a vaccine passport is a health tool. For once, he actually didn't mean to mute me. That's something new. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, well, I hit the PFL. I okay. didn't hit the mute. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, scientists around the globe, including the former Pfizer vice, Pre- uh, vice president of Pfizer, Dr. Michael Yeadon, are warning that vas- vaccine passports are the end of freedom as we know it. That the Vatican has now adopted such a tool itself is a scandal as it deliberately excludes perfectly healthy people, many who are naturally immune from participating in society. Already in France and in Colombia, some people have been blocked from buying groceries. Two doctors in Alberta, Canada are calling for all unvaccinated to lose employment, potentially casting thousands of families into destitution. Italy has already suspended all unvaccinated workers without pay. Such medical apartheid is a horrifying specter spreading across the world, creating new forms of discrimination, injustice, and hardship. And my question to all those people that are blocking all these guys who are unvaccinated and all that. And we saw it last week. We showed you a clip of a dude who said, look, I had like, uh, what he, he was over the 100, 100 person mark and he had 47 people that were vaccinated and he fired all 47 people that were vaccinated. Now he's under the 100, 100 mark. But my, my thing with this is, okay, when this keeps going on back and forth, back and forth, where's the science? Where's the science that this is actually these people's fault? Where's the science that it's the unvaccinated? Where's the science that it's the vaccinated? Where is the science? Because guess what? We can't trust the people that are telling us, well, this is the science. Because you got, you got, you know, people out there like Dr. Anthony Fauci, who should be in jail right now. Yes, he should be. Anybody else, if this were you or me, either one of us would be in jail right now. For the rest of our lives for murdering. Correct. 
597,000 people. Well, that I'll, was as of I'll give him the first April. I'll give him the first 3,000 before he knew. No, now it's at like, you know, that's as of right now or No, whatever. that was as of April. Okay. That's when I did it in April and I added yeah, them we, all up in Yeah, April. well we we called it like 300,000 at that point. No, that I, was from it April. was 597,000. I wrote it at the bottom of the board. Okay. Point being is if it were me and you, we would have been we would already been in sat in the we would have taken a ride. We would have rode the lightning. It would have been over right now. Yep. However, the fact that it was Anthony Fauci who actually, he's actually even worse. Because Anthony Fauci was the one who was propagating, well, if you sit on a toilet seat back in the 80s, you'll get AIDS. <laughs> if somebody before you sat on that seat and they were infected with AIDS, you would get AIDS if you sat on that toilet seat. He was the one going out there then. He was the one saying that, well, this is the gay disease. This is the fag disease. If you touch a fag person, you'll die from Why AIDS. Why hasn't he been canceled from that? I no idea. Seriously, other people got canceled over something they said 30 freaking years ago. Dave Chappelle. And Dave, he's fighting back. Well, Dave Chappelle, yeah, and he's hysterical. He's he's in the process of getting canceled and he's like, "I'm loving it. Bring it on." Bring it because he's he's going to enjoy the shit out of this cuz this is what he's been waiting for his whole entire life. Yeah. But this is the problem. We're not going to be able to trust another scientist who comes up and says, well, I work for the federal government and I work for the CDC. Well, I'm sure as hell not going to trust you because you tried to kill all of us. Well, and here's another way they're trying to kill us. So um, have you heard about the new COVID pill, right? Merck is now pushing a COVID pill. And we were, you know, Pfizer, I think, is coming out with with one, too. And we were calling it Pfizer-Mectin, right? Oh, they're just rebranding Ivermectin, which actually works, so that they can make money off of it. Um, except I should Yeah, actually, I had a story of that. I, I should have known better than to think that they were actually going to give us something that works to cure COVID. No, they're not. Because no. all they're going to do, what do they do with every drug? drug? Drugs just prolong whatever your problem is. Exactly. And give you side effects so that you have to take other drugs Correct. to buy. To fix know, those drugs. For so more and more and more money. You're perpetuating the cycle. You're giving money back to the drug companies and the drug companies are making money off of you. Yep. So um, it's not a different form of ivermectin. It's something called mal malnupiravir, and instead, it, it it's sort of like remdesivir, which remdesivir, in case you guys don't know, causes liver failure. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it can be administered orally, so it's used for outpatient treatment as well as prophylaxis. And uh, anyway, this this. Substack study, a possible side effect of Merck's oral COVID-19 drug should alarm the public, also in our telegram, goes into a lot of scientific detail, which I'm not going to talk about on here because I don't have a doctor on here to be able to dumb it down and I can't dumb it down that well. So, um, but essentially... The theory at work here is that the, con get the, article, folks. the continuous incorporation of the wrong base will lead to the accumulation of virus mutations, causing the virus to kill itself off due to the excessive number of accumulated errors. So, um, so then the question becomes, it, it what else as, does it kill it in the process? Exactly. It acts as a mutagen. Correct. Rather than an um, antigen. Rather than an antigen. Yeah, yes. yeah. Mutagen instead of an antigen. So it starts to mutate itself. Mm -hmm. And when it mutates the virus inside your body, it starts to kill off other healthy cells. But the question is, what other healthy, healthy cells does it kill off? And if I've got a, if I've got a feeling about anything, I'm going to find out that it's going to be hemoglobin that it starts killing off. And you start dying, you start killing off your hemoglobin. Um, you all might as well just kiss your asses goodbye. Cause that's like, now your lungs don't have enough blood cells to, um, there's actually a name for it. I'm trying to think of the name of the disease. It's, uh, uh, yeah, 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 not jaundice, but, um, uh, oh. I don't know, but this uh. says, um, so 
it's it's like a really weird form of uh, what you get from a tick bite because um, it, it starts mutating your blood cells. Lyme disease? Yeah, but it, it mutates your blood cells. It's the other side of Lyme disease, though. It's the one that actually uh, causes problems with your heart, um, problems with your lungs, uh, because what happens is it, basically what it does, and I... Here, let me, let me see if this explains it. So um, the NHC, which is the... Basically, the, the sort of sounds like a sodium. Um, th- that's that's what they call this this drug. So it's uh, let it's me look a, at it. Real N4 hydroxycytidine. Okay. Anyway, um, so it acts as a mutagen and can alter the viral genome. Many nucleoside analogs are broad spectrum therapeutics, meaning that they can affect many cells in your body. Since our cells are not able to differentiate between the drug and the popular the proper nucleosides is that what you were getting at well no not really but it what it does is it mutates your hemoglobin and what your hemoglobin stops doing is picking up oxygen remember that's what delivers oxygen all around your body Mm -hmm. if your hemoglobin stops picking up oxygen inside your lungs uh first of all you'll be oh you'll be out of breath all the time and it's not because you're you're not getting enough oxygen. It's your body's not getting enough oxygen. So you're getting enough oxygen in your lungs. And anybody that looks at you when you when they actually put the little O2 meter on your finger, and it's a, a pulse ox meter. When they put that on your finger, your pulse ox is going to show really low oxygen. What they're going to start doing you is blasting you with oxygen in your lungs. You know, fresh pure oxygen, um, no CO2 involved, no nothing. And what ends up happening is you basically uh, suffocate, your body suffocates, not your lungs. You don't actually suffocate from lack of air, but your body does. Um, It's what happens when you dive real deep and you come up and you suffer the bends. That's exactly what it is, is your blood is infused with too much carbon dioxide and not enough oxygen that your body actually dies. Your brain doesn't die. Well, your brain will eventually die, but your lungs don't actually die. Your heart doesn't actually stop pumping, but your body actually dies just from the decompression sickness that comes from it. So you're basically going into a great big decompression tank and dying from decompression sickness. Well, here's another thing that you can die from with this. Although NHC is administered as a uh, ribonucleoside, it can be transformed into the deoxynucleoside form and utilized by our own cells, indicated by the mammalian cell culture results, and can lead to mutations and possibly cancer. Well, that'll kill you too. Yeah, because I know you guys, I... I talk about it all the time. Rapid onset cancer is a documented and quickly rising effect of the jab. And if you think that the drugs that they're, the other drugs that they're coming out with instead of the jab aren't going to give you cancer, I, I, I got something else for you. So, and I also found out, um, on an unrelated note that, uh, uh, what's her name? Casey, um, DeSantis. Yes. Uh, she she did get the jab. Of course she did. So. Yeah. Um, and we were right. She has on breast cancer. Rapid yep. onset breast cancer from the jab. Someone else has uh, cancer too. Yeah, uh, what's her Rachel name? Maddow. Yeah, I know. I said that last has time. Has cancer from yeah. the jab. Yep. And I said, you know, I don't, well, no, she had skin cancer. Uh, we don't know if that's from the jab or not. Of course but, it is. I mean, we believe it is, but, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not going to talk trash about it. I'm not going to destroy her for it. You know, that's the last thing I want anybody to die from. Cancer is pretty horrible. It really is. Um, but there is new data coming out in Florida uh, that shows kids being forcibly to wear the mask um, <laughs> makes no difference. 
go figure. We've been saying that forever now. Leftists hell-bent on forcibly uh, masking every child in schools across the country has never left any solid data to back up their position, only in emotional places and scare tactics. In truth, however, the virus has never possessed any statistical risk to children, nor was it significant tra- uh, significant transmitter. Um, amongst adults or two adults and besides if teachers were vaccinated what are they worried about again goes back to our original argument with it it's nothing new and it goes actually leads into my next article which is covid cases and hospitalizations plummet in the southern u.s and rise in northern states well why is that because they're vaccinated in northern states and it's getting cold up there people are staying inside their vitamin d levels are dropping and so their immune systems are compromised and they're already compromised by the vaccine so down here even though i'm freezing right now and wearing this big thick sweatshirt and mix like talking about how hot he is because that's just how we're different um i sit outside all the time because i love the heat i literally love the heat she's a fucking cat (laughs) she is a fucking cat told you she was well cats are aliens so yes i i probably i do identify with that so and essentially you know people are just catching on we've been saying it from the get-go that right now you know when you know the according to everybody else the delta variant was hitting the u.s really bad or the southern states really bad well yeah because it was really hot outside and we like to sit in air conditioning when it's really hot outside yep well now it's cooling off outside and it's getting a lot nicer and a lot more people are spending more time outside and look what's happening to the cases. As a matter of fact, it's an 80% drop off in Florida right now. 80%, 70% in Georgia, 70% in Georgia, 80% in Florida. And yet why was our church still in alternate pews because of the rise of the Delta variant? Well, let's put it this way. Nationwide though, both cases and hospitalizations have dropped since hitting peaks in late, late August and early September. Mm. So go figure. We're already falling back off the scale again. And in northern states, they're picking back up. And why is that? Because it's cold up there. So in more news following COVID, uh, the CDC sets a panel meeting for the uh, Johnson & Johnson Moderna boosters and vaccines for children as young as five years old. And that's coming up here. And that will be on the 20th and 21st of October. So if anybody is looking to protest anywhere, I think we all need to make a trip maybe to... uh, Following the two-day meeting, uh, starting November 2nd, an advisory panel consists of outside scientists who give re- recommendations to CDC pertaining these vaccines. Um, I, I think that would be a time to protest I mean, outside the, the CDC. The, the last panel of outside scientists about the boosters didn't go so well for them. Did they find other scientists now to follow along I, I with don't the know. narrative? Or is it the I, same I don't outside know. scientists telling them that the boosters are going to kill everyone? I, because <laughs> that's what they're finding in five Scandinavian countries that have either limited or halted Moderna Correct. entirely. And Moderna, especially, Moderna's really getting blasted as of late. They're finding out that Moderna's not... Remember I had that one doctor who said that Moderna was, you know, the bee's knees? Um <laughs> He has since retracted that statement and the JAMA study that he published, and he has since retracted it and said, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe my um, science was foolhardy, as he put it. He said foolhardy. Foolhardy. when he talked about it, and I still have that article too. It's funny. I really want to pull that article out and read it again, because when he was talking about it in that article, he said that the science that Pfizer was using was foolhardy. Hmm. And it's interesting that now he's backing off of what he said about Moderna, because now if you haven't heard in Europe, Moderna's killed like some 85,000 in Europe alone, in 85,000 people since being administered. And uh, remember, there are two shot series to mRNA the whole bit. And the Moderna series is now being labeled like as a death shot in Europe. Hence the riots and what we see going on in Italy right now, because they're being mandated to go get this. 
Johnson and Johnson really hasn't gotten a whole lot of press other than it was considered a really shitty vaccine from the get go. Yeah, that's the one called the clot shot. And specifically, it's a one shot series. So you get one shot, you're done. Um, It's the one that they're recommending to all the military members right now, which I find very odd. So if you're wondering, and that's, I bring you to this uh, E6, if you will, bring her up, please. Sure, we'll do. Uh, because she's actually, I got some advice for her, but she actually has got a really, uh, she, it's very scary, actually, what she says. Okay, officially been counseled by my chain of command on refusing the vaccine, and I just kind of wanted to go over my, my counseling to see what your guys' thoughts were. Um, first, it states that we were ordered to get vaccinated the 24th of August by the SECDEF, on October 4th is my official refusal date, and then it goes into key points on why I should get the um, vaccine and what happens if I don't. So the first key point was the purpose of COVID-19 vaccine is to prevent the spread of COVID-19 disease. Two, the COVID-19 disease may be present in the area of operation. Number three, the COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective prevent- at preventing COVID-19. Number um, four, you are hereby ordered to get fully vaccinated no later than December 15th, 2021. You can put in an exemption, and if you still refuse the vaccine, then you will get barred from reenlistment or separated from the Army. So, okay, so officially been so, counseled by so my So, real quick with this go. one, um, notice how she said uh, the 15th um, of December. You saw that, right? Yeah. They've okay. changed it to the 15th of December. No, yep. Well, hold on. There's a whole part to this that I'm going to get into. And part of that was what I found out about the military not releasing what's in the DARS, the DARS bit. Because the DARS bit is, or the... Mars. Mar, uh, Mars. No, it's Mars. Uh, Mars is, or... VARS is the civilian one. Correct. Mars is the military. DARS is the Department of the Army or Department of the uh, DOD. Department of Defense. So one of the big things with this is none of that data from the DOD or from the military is being released, um, which is scary at first. First and foremost, that should be scary for any American because if you're not releasing that data and we have been the guinea pigs, trust me, I have got shots that I don't even know what the hell they do, but they stuck me with them. They said, you needed this just to go to this country. Yeah, whatever. Give it to me, doc, because whatever, I don't want to get sick while I'm there. And if I need it to be there in that country, yeah, like obviously I don't want to die from dysentery and I definitely don't want to die from, you know, some malaria, yeah, malaria, like some mosquito uh, But what did they give you illness. for malaria? Hydroxychloroquine, just saying. Well, well, they gave us a bunch <laughs> of different things. But either way, the point is, is that what she's talking about there and what, when, when she says the 15th, that is because enough military members now have said, no, I'm not going to get it. I will not get the vaccine. And they're actually fighting against it. And a lot of them are taking it right to the deadline. And God bless them. Please do it. Take it right to the deadline. Don't take the vaccine. That's what we need. We need mass. Uh, we need everybody to stand up and stand against this whole thing. It, you cannot, you can't do it. You, we got to let it go. Go right up to the deadline, take it to the deadline, and go past the deadline. See what they do. They can't kick all of you out at once. That is my one, my first thing is I know the Army, and I know the Army sounds bad, and they, oh, we're, and she's just a sergeant. They literally I, I get make it. churning butter hard. Everything takes forever. But think about it. They just can't get rid of half of their combat force in one fell swoop. And that's what they're trying to say they're going to do. They can't do it. A matter of fact, you've got a story that talks about um, people 
standing up? No, 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 no. You've got a story that says uh, somebody came out on behalf of Biden saying, trying to, and I said, whoa, that's an act of PSYOP right there. And you were like, no, that's not actually what, because he's never actually ordered it about I companies, do. Yes. companies forcing vaccines. Yeah. Now, listen, folks, if they come out and they try to tell you, and if you're active duty military, look, make your own decision. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying, if you can get enough of your fellow comrades around you to stand there and say, no, we're not going to do this then don't do it though. Don't now go back. Don't say no, you're not going to do it and then go back and do it. Don't do it. I know this is like, um, this is like a prison riot, like is about to happen. Like prisoners are in a, in a, in a prison and they're all saying they're going to riot, but you're de- relying on this other guy to riot, but you can't make regular contact with that guy to actually start the riot. Right. And it comes down to that conundrum. Do I still do it because I trust that guy, even though I know he's a criminal and I'm a criminal? Or do I just say, you know what, I'll do it anyway. And just in case he doesn't do it. Well, if you remember, I I talked about the email that I got from my boss um, when the when Biden's press release first came out, his press conference saying that, oh, you know, we, we, we had to make the proper choice because everybody was going to be mandated to get this vaccine based on Biden's press release. Correct. So, this is from WayneDupree.com. So Dana Loesch says there's no actual vax oh, mandate. Hold on. Wayne Dupree a, a, is not a Republican. He's not even a conservative. <laughs> he's not, no. He is the most liberal <laughs> son of a gun you'll ever f- see. Well, I don't know. He's gotten red-pilled recently. Okay. He really has. I, this is well, like the third or fourth story that I've gotten out of Wayne Dupree. This is interesting. So he's, he's turning, too. Um, so there's no actual vax mandate, and companies who've enacted one could be in big legal trouble. Uh, Dana explains how Biden actually screwed over all of the companies with what she says in his fake mandate. So there's some big buzz news Uh, Big news buzz going around about Joe Biden's vaccine mandates. And if true, spells some very bad news for him and the companies that jumped on board with his so-called mandate. According to many top conservative, Joe Biden's vaccine mandate doesn't actually exist. They say it's all fantasy and make-believe. The Federalist was the first to report on this, saying that, yes, we've heard all about Joe Biden's alleged vaccine mandate for private companies employing 100 or more people. It was all over the news even before he announced it on September 9th. His announcement has jeopardized the employment of millions of Americans and increased worker shortages in critical domains such as health care. There's only one problem. It's all a mirage. Biden's so-called vaccine mandate doesn't exist at least not yet. So far, all we have is his press conference and other such made-for-media huff-puffing. No such rule even claiming to be legally binding has been issued yet. Smoke and mirrors, folks. Smoke and mirrors. So there is no... Let's see. According to several sources, so far it appears... Uh, So far, it appears no such mandate has been sent to the White House's Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs yet for approval. The White House, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, and the Department of Labor haven't released any official guidance for the alleged mandate. There is no executive order. There is nothing but press statements. Despite which you may have falsely led to believe by the media fantasy projection machine, press statements have exactly zero legal authority. And now conservative pundit Dana Loesch explains how companies who quickly complied with Joe's so-called mandate could be in some very big legal trouble right now. Here's what Dana said. As of right now, there is no federal vaccine mandate. Consequently, companies who have pre-complied may be in legal trouble, she explains. It's not even a law. Biden screwed over all these employees. And employers. And employers, yeah. Because all of these led... employees can turn around and sue exactly. their former employers yep. and they have no legal standing because there is no anything. There's there's no executive order. There's no... There, it, it, it is a 
difference in the military, though. There is an order. Yes, the military is different. There is a general order that has been placed that they have to go get it. Okay. And that came from SecDef, not from Biden. Correct. Yeah. And But that's still high enough. No, no, and absolutely. That's, that's still enough to say, yeah, I got to go get it. But at the same time that you got to go get it, if enough of you say, no, we're not, like, look at the SEALs. The SEALs are holding strong from what I still know as of right now. They're still holding strong. There's platoons worth of SEALs. Uh, more than, there's like, I, I think, I want to say there's almost five or six amongst the teams that I've heard. Uh, five or six platoons amongst the teams that are holding out. They're not going to get the vaccine. And How many find, teams are there? Uh, quite a few, but even still, it's that's that's not the point. The point is, is that many people, they're not just going to, that would cut their combat capability uh, significantly, even for SEALs. That is a significant loss of Navy SEALs. I, I have to believe that it's not just SEALs. What about to, your guys? Oh, well, I, they're, I'm they're, not going to disclose not, that. They're here, not doing it either. That's not up to me. That's not a, I'm not, that's not for me to disclose unless they tell me I can disclose it. So I, I have gotcha. not been told I can disclose that. Okay. Yet, so until that time, I, I'll keep my mouth shut well, and I'll sit in the I will, and call uh, You don't have to disclose it, but I will say that knowing your guys, they're not taking it either. So it, it's, it goes more to the effect that, look, folks, these, if you stand up, what we need right now is mass. Um, here, ma mass stuff like this. Let me let me let me show you what we need right here. I got some clips on this. People standing up. This is pretty fantastic. I've been an airline pilot for 18 years, and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated, which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant. But when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face what is known as the shifting baseline syndrome. This syndrome changes our idea of a new and acceptable normal. Soon, we will not remember what it was like to have the freedoms we once did. Our children and our grandchildren will experience less freedom and they won't have the privilege or the pleasure to enjoy the same choices our parents had or that we have. If we give into these mandates and we do not stand up for our freedom of choice, we dishonor every armed service person over the last 257 years. A disservice to the people who have fought and bled for the very freedoms we enjoy. Whether you believe in vaccination or not, I'm standing up for your freedom of choice. You may support the vaccine mandates because they fall in line with your current beliefs. But if we let this happen now, there will be a day when what you're told to do will not fall in line with your beliefs. If we do not stand together and fight back in one voice, soon we could be told where to live, what job we will do, what religion to believe, and how many children we can have. Do you really want someone telling your children or your grandchildren what when and how they will live every minute of their lives. It's time we take a stance. It's time we fight for our freedom of choice while we still can. Join us. Yep. I uh, agree with that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really couldn't put any better. And if you think he's full of shit, let me just tell you that last week 
a state senator in Pennsylvania put up a bill proposing that anybody over any man over the age of 40 should be that, uh, forced uh, a vasectomy yeah, and yep. that um, anyone yeah, we already talked about with that. more than three. No, we talked about it in the episode that didn't record. Um, oh, I thought we talked about it in the last one. No, too. maybe I threw it out in the last one. I don't I think, think we did. talked about I it. Anyway, did. he's now come out and said that that was a parody because he got so much kickback. Um, he was like, oh, I didn't really mean no, it. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, no, he absolutely meant it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he totally did. It was complete. Uh, welcome to China. Yeah, it was. 2.0. It, it was China 2.0. Um, so, but that's fine because the government's going to blame you anyway. Well, yeah. What do you mean? Uh, Jen Pisaki blames part of the American um, American public for Joe Biden's plummeting poll numbers because 20% of the population who's not gotten vaccinated have thrown a wrench into Biden's success. That's what she said. You want to hear what she said? Yeah, play it. Very tough approval ratings these days. I know you brought up and talk about polls, and you might say that they don't mean anything, but um, it's also fair to say the White House, when there are good polls, you, you publicize them. So what do you make of these really terrible polls? Uh, are they that he's doing something wrong? Is it just the communication? Or is it he's doing the popular things that have to be done? Or something else? Sure. Well, look, I would say that this is a really tough time in our country. We're still battling COVID, uh, and a lot of people thought we'd be through it. Uh, including us. Uh, and we, because of the rise of the Delta variant, uh, because of the fact that uh, even though it was a vaccine that was approved under a Republican administration, uh, even though uh, we now have full FDA approval, and even though it's widely available across the country, we still have a quarter of the country who have uh, less than that, uh, 20 percent of the country who decided not to get vaccinated. No question that's having an impact. Uh, and of course, as the president has said, the buck stops with him. Yeah. Yeah, the buck doesn't stop with him. Here, here's, here's he passes what, the buck as many times as he possibly can. So, so, but he finally learned how to do math. Yeah, I, well, I know this. This is really okay, good, actually, this is, folks. This is hey, great. If you want to see a light bulb going off above a liberal's head, watch this video because this is hysterical. There's a little light bulb that kind of goes Here you go. right off on These requirements head. work. And as the business roundtable always told me when I announced the first requirement, that encouraged businesses to feel they could come in and demand the same thing of their employees. More people are getting vaccinated. More lives are being saved. Let's be clear. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. I've spoken with Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, who's here today. United went from 59% of their employees to 99% of their employees in less than two months after implementing the requirement. And what happened? Because they all got fired. Because when you fire those people... All so, of a sudden, you don't have to list them on your records anymore. If you have 100 employees, just some basic math. If you have 100 employees and 59 of them are vaccinated and you fire the remaining the, the minus one, yeah. right? So you fire 40 of them, you get to 99% vaccinated. Wow. It's a miracle. It's a it's per near a fucking miracle. Oh, my God. But that doesn't. Just tanking I mean, around him. Uh, you know, the jobs plan was uh, only added 194,000 jobs in September amid the Delta surge. Um, and guess what? I have worse news for you. Uh, only about 20,000 of those jobs were women. Yeah. And um, the rest of them were all men. Okay. So, so I got one this better. This is huge, though. Hold on. The unemployment rate. 
rate fell to 4.8%, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported on Friday. While it's unclear exactly what uh, held back job growth, <laughs> the result was likely a bit of a surprise to those who anticipated the succession of supercharged federal unemployment benefits and Labor Day would lead to a boost in people finding jobs. Bullshit. Uh, the pandemic employment benefits that were, uh, were potential of workers rushing back to the equation, we're not seeing that at all, Mark Hamrick said. Uh, there were 123,000 uh, drop in government jobs, but private payrolls increased 317,000%. And the leisure and hospitality industry, which stagnated during the worst part of the pandemic, saw an addition of 74,000 jobs, while retail only added 56,000 jobs. Oh, and by the way, the big key change in this whole thing, or the key, key gauge in this whole thing, was inflation hit a 30-year high. Inflation hit a 30-year high, folks. And inflation doesn't years. account for the cost of gas or food. Nor do, Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, the U.S. has been grappling with labor shortages since the economy began to emerge since of the COVID-19 pandemic. In addition to unemployment benefits, other factors were also seen holding back the labor market, including early retirements, aging population, more people identifying themselves as self-employed or child care constraints. Child care constraints. They're homeschooling. They're trying to say that this is uh, because of women and the women are not going back to work. Well, that's actually true. Um, it's actually 100% true. So 20,000 of those jobs that supposedly came back in those 194,000 jobs or 200,000 jobs, however you want to look at it, because I've seen both numbers thrown around 200,000 jobs, 194,000 jobs, 20,000 of those jobs were only for women. So She's got a story here that I think supports that number 100%, which is how women are staying at home homeschooling children because the homeschooling market, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, we're hitting them in the pocketbook, folks. We're getting them in public schools. Public schools are no longer going to be allowed to indoctrinate our children. People are learning, look, it's really easy to homeschool your child. It's we learned so it. easy. We learned it. It's so easy. We learned that and all you got to do is ask for permission, do it. Put in your paperwork. In I believe our the name of our school is uh, All in One Homeschooling. It's called Easy Peasy All in One Homeschooling. Yeah, no, no. The, but the name of the school that we put in for the the Department of Education. Was, oh no, it's just a letter of was, intent. That's it. And I, I mean, oh, I said, I thought we're, we had it. well, you have to declare what what school system you're in. And yeah, I think, and I, think I put like, like I, I mean, I put our county, like our county school oh, system. Oh, why did you? I thought I thought I told you to put like fuck f. You have to F choose JB. from a drop-down menu. You can't just oh, write in it. another because he wasn't. They were in private Catholic school, so it didn't even apply to him actually. But um, homeschooling really is super easy. So our our kids in this uh, all-in-one homeschooling called Easy Peasy. It's it's Christian based, so he actually has a Bible study every day. He reads a Bible passage. We discuss it. Um, he's got a day's worth of work, different lessons every day: reading, writing, language arts. American history, science, zoology, critical thinking, which they do not ki teach kids in school. He's learning to play chess. And because there's no distractions, because it's one-on-one, -on -one, it started out, you know, the first couple of weeks were like, okay, so we would do one day's worth of lessons in a day. Now, per the homeschool guidelines from the state, you have to do four and a half hours worth of work each day for 180 days out of the year. It doesn't have to be set days. If we take a field trip on a Saturday, that counts as a day. Um, and they only have to test every three years after the third grade. Why are our kids getting tested six, seven times a year? All so, they're learning is how to pass a test. Great they're question. not actually learning how to think or come up with an answer. So now our kid did so well. He's pretty smart. 
we upped it to two days worth of lessons in a day. Now he finishes those in three hours. So now, starting next week, we're upping it to three days worth of lessons in one day. And he's going to be in fifth grade by Christmas. Yeah. Because, and it's not like he's not learning. He's learning incredibly well. Yeah. I mean, he's he's coming up with stuff because he doesn't have to wait for the other kids to catch up. He catches on pretty quickly. He doesn't need the repetition that some other kids do. And honestly, I don't think most of the kids need the repetition except that they get distracted by everything else that's going on in school. They're talking to their friends. They didn't hear it the first time. That's why they need the repetition because they weren't paying attention, right? When you're one-on-one, when you're homeschooling, they're paying attention. And he's, I mean, it's, it's going incredibly fast, but Back to this article. Uh, so more women left the workforce in September than the U.S. economy added jobs. In September, women left the labor force in high numbers, meaning they weren't actively looking for work or employed. And according to the latest jobs reports, 309,000 women ages 20 and over left the labor force last month. Experts say it's driven by a lack of accessible child care and the pandemic. I'm calling bullshit on that um, because I'm sorry, there's not a lot of schools across the country that are locked down right now. They're they're really not. There's not many that are in virtual learning. Most of them are in school. So why did 309,000 women leave the workforce? That doesn't mean, that, that means they quit their jobs, right? It doesn't mean that they were previously unemployed and they just stopped collecting unemployment. There may be some of those. No, this is 300,000 women quit their jobs for what? To homeschool. Homeschool. Yeah. Or my other theory, which is why the labor force was so is so low, why the 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 uh, job reports were so low, because I was talking about this with my cousin, and uh, she works in retail and she's having an incredibly difficult time finding people. So is my hotel. Incredibly difficult time finding people because they're dead or so severely disabled that they can't work anymore. Possibly, uh, but. We've got the Senate votes to push debt crisis off until December. Uh, I know everybody's heard about that, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But uh, just so you're aware, anybody that voted for this on our side, uh, at least on the quote-unquote conservative side, Republican side, whatever you want to say, whether it's Mitch McConnell or uh, uh, the South Dakota uh, minority web, John John Thune, uh, according to him, it buys them some time. Bullshit. Um, Any of these people, they all need to go. we got to get them out of there. We need to start, again, corrupting these folks from the inside. We cannot do it the way we're doing it. This just isn't working anymore. Uh, and just to go to show you how much Democrats hate your kids, old uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio uh, called out in Times Square that he's going to uh, cancel the accelerated learning program for gifted kids. So if you have a gifted kids, if you have gifted kids in the New York City school system, they are no longer, there's not going to be a gifted program for them anymore. Um, he said, uh, the era of judging four-year-olds based on a single test is over. De Blasio said in an act, uh, in October 8th statement said every New York, uh, every New York city child deserves, uh, to reach their full potential. And this is a new equitable model that gives them a chance. There's that word. There's that equitable. word equitable. Yep. So they're dumbing it down to the lowest common that denominator just goes to show you how much they hate your kids. Yeah. Uh, moving right along, uh, this is a really scary one. This one, actually, when I read this article, it, uh, uh, the first time made me shit my pants uh, because I didn't realize. Sorry. Totally didn't mean to do that. My bad. As she punched her microphone. <laughs> so did. Um, four states in the Northeast U.S. sign a pact to share data on guns. 
folks, this goes completely against our Second Amendment right. This is a Second Amendment violation. It goes against your Fourth Amendment right. That's huge on so many different later levels. Just listen to what this this entails. Uh, the New York and three other states signed this pact to a week, uh, this week to share information on guns used in crimes. New York Governor Kathy Hochul uh, and three other Democrats, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, and New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. Go figure. All three, all four of them are Democrats. Um, on Thursday, announced an agreement which says that gun violence continues to plague communities throughout the states and the nation. That's not the big problem. I don't have a problem with gun violence. If you're talking about crimes on da- on gun data, uh, I completely agree with that. Absolutely go for it. However, the investigations into so-called straw purchases, suspect dealers, firearms traffickers, and other criminals, um, the pact also states. So um, that's fine too because those people are violating the law. They're violating the actual law to buying a gun. However, it's set to last five years. It will transmit data used in gun crimes to other states, except uh, exempt, uh, accepting those designated priority and or sensitive. The data will be a secure transmission, not made public. Sure, whatever. I doubt that. Uh, it can be only used for law enforcement purposes only. Bullshit. That'll get out into the uh, everybody else, I'm sure. Uh, the regional effort will help protect our residents and the end the menace of gun violence on our communities. However, what it also talks about is the... Uh, uh, it also will track those people across state lines who own guns in the United States. Wait, what? So if you are a member, if you live in Connecticut or you live in Pennsylvania or you live in New Jersey and you live in New York and you own guns, this lady, these people are talking about uh, the interlink of a license plate database and names of people who are harassed or simply exercising their constitutional right. Wait, now you're going to give me a license plate that states that I own a gun? Does anybody else see a problem with this? Wow. So if I'm a criminal and I'm looking for a gun, all I got to do is look for your license plate and I know there's guns in that house. Yep. That's exactly what the fuck that is. This is a complete overreach. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're fighting against. Uh, I have a great deal of concern for considering attractive records uh, of the owners in, uh, of other states, a way of harassing people that perceive gun owners as having a gun. Kim Stauffer uh, of Pennsylvania, uh, state president of the Firearms uh, Owners um, Against Crime told the uh, advocate local media, the interlink of the license plate with a database and names of people who are harassed or simply exercising their constitutional right. She further went on to say that the agreement comes under the murder spiked in 2020 and the year beset with harsh restrictions imposed by governors across the country. Riots in major cities and gun sales are back on track to set a record for the second highest year behind the sales unseen in 2020. Experts said the spike in homicides have been driven by widespread unemployment, school closures, civil unrest, and the push to cut funding to police departments. Maybe your state would be better off if you fund your fucking police departments instead of trying to defund your police departments and actually make a statement against those who commit gun crimes. It doesn't matter if they fund them or not. Honestly, I I, I say that because look at Seattle right now. No, look at the half, FBI. Half their workforce is, is, I mean, literally half their cops are walking off the job because of the vaccine mandate. They don't need to defund or refund their police departments. They just need to either put in the vaccine mandate or get rid of it. Okay, so remember what I said. Uh, this was probably three or four podcasts ago. We were talking about guns. We were talking about how they were going to come after our guns again. Yeah. Okay, you ready for this one? This yep. one's going to blow your mind. Early data from the agencies, uh, experts said that the 
spike in homicides have been driven by widespread. Un- I already said that, but early data from the agencies in various states, cities show murder murders continuing at a high level in 2021. But it's soon now, Dr. Robert Anderson, chief of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, National. Yep, that's what I said. (laughs) National Centers for Health Statistics and recent interview. The CDC recently found 30% increase in homicides homicides from 2019 to 2020 after the FBI report and the documented 29.4% jump in the same time period. I think it's interesting that we're seeing this as a large scale increase in homicides and a large increase in drug overdoses and deaths. It seems to be correlated in the big increase in COVID-19, Anderson said. But I don't see it as being a public health emergency. However, this bill was brought about as a public health emergency from the states of New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Connecticut. So they are basing this on a public health emergency that Joe Biden made, a public health emergency that, well, now we got to chase every person who's got a gun in these states, and we're going to issue you a license plate that says you own a gun. Well, it's a good thing that we lost all of ours in an unfortunate boating accident. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Very, very, very unfortunate. unfortunate, yeah. But don't worry about it because Google and YouTube seek to ban ads on monetization of, uh, of content by climate change skeptics. Well, I guess you're going to have to ban us because uh, the earth is flat, A. B, I don't believe in climate change. And C, uh, the earth naturally warms hold, hold and on. chills now, on I, any I, daily basis. I do believe in climate change. I don't believe in man-made climate change. The climate changes all the time. Well, that's it's good cyclical. Point. Good okay, point. but it's not round because that would mean that the Earth is round and the Earth is not round. The Earth it, is definitely flat. I mean, cyclical in the way that right now it's warm. In two months, it'll be a little bit colder. That is climate change. And, and six months after that, it'll it's be gonna warm be again. Warming, actually, like three weeks after that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if you don't like the weather in Savannah, wait 10 minutes. It'll change. It'll change. It'll rain. <laughs> so getting to a real big story this week, and this one's huge. Uh, real Clear Investigations came out with a freaking amazing article. It will be posted in our Telegram because this is a really art- long article. I'm not going to spend way too much time in it. We've got about 10 minutes left here before we got to wrap this up. But really quick, I've got to explain it because this actually um, – debunks some questions that people have had uh questions about my sources um that now they're going to actually see that no actually i've got some really damn good sources because they reported very factual and very on-time information about this and this goes into the durham uh investigation right now and uh this guy uh, paul sperry has come out with some smokers he's connected some dots uh i i swear to god i think the guy listens to us because he kind of figured out a lot of things um he you, connected the same dots you connected uh, no no actually but he drops names nice so uh do you want to know who tech executive number one is should i go get my book and see if it's the same as what you wrote down no, uh, no it's not okay. it's not i can tell you right now it's not i was wrong okay i was wrong in my thought okay i thought it was somebody else yeah i found out what the real name was after i'd wrote it in your book okay I wasn't too far off, but I was wrong. Okay. Well, who is tech executive number one? So, um, tech ex- well, first of all, let me get into the article. Cybersecurity's, uh, who, uh, cybersecurity experts who held the lucrative Pentagon, Pentagon and Homeland Security contracts with high-level security clearances under investigation for potentially abusing their government privileges to aid in the 2016 Clinton campaign plot to falsely link Donald Trump to Russia to trigger an FBI investigation of him and his campaign, according to several sources familiar with the work of special counsel John Durham. Durham is investigating whether they were involved in a scheme to misuse sensitive non-public internet data, which they had come across through several government contracts to dredge up derogatory information on Trump on behalf of 
uh, Clinton campaign in 2016 and again in 2017. Sources say political dirt that sent the FBI investigators on a wild goose chase. Prosecutors were also investigating whether some sort of data presented to the FBI was faked or forged. These sources who spoke on the condition of anonymity, of course, to discuss sensitive law enforcement matter, said Durham's investigators have been subpoenaing contractors to turn over documents to testify between the federal grand jury hearing in these cases. The sources familiar with the probe have confirmed that the leader of the team of contractors was Rodney L. Jaffe, who has been advised, uh, who has advised the Biden White House on cybersecurity and infrastructure policies. Until last month, was the chief cybersecurity officer at the Washington Tech contractor Newstar Incorporated, which is a federal civil court record show was a longtime climate of Sussman's at Perkins Coie. Until last month? What happened last month? I'll get there. A prominent Democratic law firm uh, secretly subpoenaed by John Durham. Joffe, who's 66, he has not been charged with a crime yet. Neurostar has removed Joffe's blog post from his website and says he no longer works for us, his spokeswoman said. A powerful, influential player in the tech world, Joffe has tasked a group of uh, computer contractors connected to the Georgia Institute of Technology with finding anything on the Internet data that would link Trump to Russia and make Democratic VIPs happy, according to an August 2016 email Joffe sent to the researchers. The next month, a group accused Trump of maintaining a secret back channel of communications with the Kremlin through several email servers and the Russia-based Alpha Bank. Those accusations were later to be determined false by the special counsel Robert Mueller and the Justice Department Inspector General of the Senate and Intelligence Panel. Stephen Tyrell, a white-collar criminal defense attorney specializing in fraud cases, was confirmed as a client uh, that Joffe is referred to as tech executive number one. And uh, throughout the Sussman indictment, the tech executive number one exploited his access through non-public data, multiple Internet uh, companies and conduct of conduct of opposition research concerning Trump. Durham's grand uh, jury stated in furtherance of these efforts, Joffe had enlisted and was continuing to enlist the assistance of researchers in U.S. web-based University of Georgia Tech who were receiving and analyzing Internet data in connection with the pending uh, federal government uh, cybersecurity research contract. The indictment also alleges that the computer scientists knew that the Internet data compiled uh, innocuous but sent to the FBI anyway, sending agents down a dead end. One of the campaign representatives with whom Jaffe coordinated was Jake Sullivan. who was acting as Clinton's foreign policy advisor and real clear investigations first reported now serving at the white house as president Biden's national security advisor. So my next question is, should Jake Sullivan be involved with the national security council at all right now? No, he's about to be under indictment. Considering that Jake Sullivan has a top level security clearance and has obviously sold himself out. Uh, we're demanding the impeachment. I've heard the demand for the impeachment of the DHS secretary, Mayorkas, and absolutely he needs to go. Uh, yeah. But I want to start hearing everybody start calling out that Jake Sullivan also needs to go. He needs to be the next one that turns in his resignation and or go to jail, one of the two. Or um, both. He should resign and then go to jail. Uh, good, good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, Sullivan is under uh, scrutiny for statements made under oath to Congress about his knowledge of the Trump Alpha Research Project and potential conflict of, po- conflicts of interest. Attorney Merrick Garland, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, um, in name only, 
employed Sullivan's wife, Maggie, as a law clerk when he was a federal judge. Oh, mm. a little conflict of interest there. Meanwhile, Georgia Tech Research is verifying a $17 million Pentagon contract with research uh, in cybersecurity now landed in 20- November 2016. Federal documents show government funding in hand. They continued mining non-public data on, the, on Trump after he took office in 2017. Assessment and Sullivan and other former Clinton campaign officials renewed their effort to connect Trump to Alpha Bank. Uh, South American-born Joffe left his job at Neurostar last month after hiring a top fraud attorney in Washington several months earlier when Durham first began presenting his case to the grand jury. Tyrell oh. declined to comment uh, when asked by RCI about his co- client's cooperation with the federal government um, or the grand jury during Durham's uh broadening of the case. Tyrell also had no comment when asked whether special counsel's office had notified him that his client was being a target of an investigation. However, Tyrell did defend Joffe in a public statement asserting that the special counsel and the grand jury presented a misleading picture of his actions and so-called speaking indictment, which sources uh, said is a prelude to an additional indictments that could call to, uh, culminate in conspiracy charges. This is where it gets really deep for all involved. That indictment, which detailed conspiracy, make sure you understand what I'm saying here. Remember what I told you Sussman's indictment was about. Conspiracy. Was the initial linking of a conspiracy to the crimes that were committed. Because conspiracy does what? It opens the book on either end of the crime, whether before or after, legato, illegato, it doesn't matter at that point. It, 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 now it's no matter because anything leading up and through the crime it, as part of a conspiracy is the crime itself. So you can go months before and months after the fact, you still have a conspiracy to commit a crime. And that's the point that I told you that Durham was going after conspiracy. You all thought I was crazy. Durham is going after fucking conspiracy. Sure enough, the indictment which details conspiracy involving widespread deception was followed by a flurry of fresh subpoenas aimed at Perkins Coie itself. Yes, Perkins Coie is about to burn, folks. Millions of dollars secretly flowed through Perkins to the Clinton campaign's opposition opposition research projects against Trump, leaving an extensive money trail for Durham's team to follow. Follow the money. That's what I've always said since the beginning. Follow However, the Durham's in, uh, investigation uncovered emails revealing Joffe knew the narrative they were creating about Trump having a secret hotline to Russian President Vladimir Putin was tenuous and backed at best. In fact, Joffe himself called the data used to back up the narrative the red herring. In another email, Joffe said that he had been promised a high post in the Clinton uh high post if Clinton were elected, suggesting he maybe uh, had a personal motivation to make a sinister connection between Russia and Trump. He added, I had no interest in working for Trump. I definitely wouldn't take the job under Trump. Go figure. Another Mm -hmm. Trump hater. Joffe was doing what was what was uh, Joffe was doing what he was doing to get him a plum job. Former counter uh, former FBI counterintelligence official Mark Wolok said in an interview and and Sussman was working with Joffe because Joffe needed for the Clinton campaign's confidential project, which was in turn Sussman used to describe their data and the research and the billing records. At the time, Joffe was a volunteer cybersecurity advisor to the Obama White House and visited the White House several times during his administration. What do you think Durham's trying to link here? Obama. Obama was aware that this was all going on. What this is We've literally been saying okay. that since day one. So, yes, but remember how I said I don't believe Durham's trying to take down the big fish? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and amend the record on that right yep. now. I'm going to correct myself. I believe Durham's trying to go after the big fish. 
I believe Durham's trying to go after Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama specifically. I think that he has enough here just with hearsay evidence alone. And, and I bet he's got actual physical evidence too. I bet he has some proof, whether it be an email, whether it be um, uh, some sort of data, he's got something that links it. I, I'm almost going to put money on this, but this goes on. It says, uh, Several times during his administration, Secret Service attendance logs show. In 2013, the FBI director, James Comey, gave him an award for recognizing his hard work in helping agents investigating major security crimes cases. Wow, that's a big one. Joffe's boss during the 2016 campaign was was then Nurse Star President Lisa Hook. Who? Who? Lisa Hook. Who's Lisa Hook? I, I don't know. I'm going to tell you. A major Democratic Party donor who publicly endorsed Clinton and contributed to her campaigns. Records show con- contributions to the Democrats, including Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Obama totaled more than $249,000 in 2011 alone. Obama appointed Hook as a National Security Telecommunications Advisory Committee chairwoman. Jaffe started a number of small internet companies, one of them Picket Forensics, or Packet Forensics, reportedly landed a recent Pentagon contract to manage a large chunk of the internet domains owned by the military. Hmm. Mm. We talked about all those leaks before coming out of the military. Yep. Right out of Millie's Is anybody office. else connecting dots here? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. The bid was awarded by... Uh, the bid was awarded the day Biden was inaugurated into office. Hmm. Really? Hmm. Hmm. His company also sells federal law enforcement wiretapping equipment that allows authorities to spy on private web browsing through fake internet security certificates instead of real ones and websites employed to verify secure data and IDs of those involved. Joffe worked closely with another top security scientist assigned to the Alpha Project. This person used the pseudonym Tea Leaves a well-masculine pronouns in the media stories to disguise her identity. The operative's name has been identified as the attorney uh, as April D. Lorenz, who is supplied, uh, uh, who also supplied a so-called do- domain, do- domain name system logs from the proprietary holdings of the foundation for the whole conspiracy charge to begin with and helped complete them uh, for the superior's uh, superlous report that was fed to the FBI according to the indictment. The registered Democrat Lorenz was tasked by Joffe in making Trump connections with the data from the researchers from Georgia Tech where she was worked as a guest researcher since 2007. Identified as originator number one in the Durham indictment, she, like her, coffee, uh, like her colleague Joffe, is a key subject of the investigation and faces a host of legal issues and the sources close to the case. Emails investigators have uncovered reveal Lorenz discussed faking internet traffic with Georgia Tech researchers, although the contents of her remarks were unclear. However, the 59-year-old Lorenz has founded two tech firms firms operating out of Rhode Island, where she lives, Direct Cyber Inc. and uh, Zatalistics LLC. Her companies have uh, contracted with U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity Division, and other agencies in the roles that oversee one of the Homeland Security's cybersecurity world's largest, most diverse systems, passive or stored DNS records that can be searched uh, or to uncover potential security incidents. And her list gets worse. The colleague of Lorenz uh, features pre- pre- uh, predominantly in the project linked to Trump's 
Alpha Bank, who is not referenced in the indictment, is L. Jean Camp, an Indiana University computer sciences professor who posted the doggy data on her website that helped propagate the conspiracy theory in the media. This person has technical authority to access the data, she said, uh, she said of tea leaves, the originator of the data, vouching for her friend Lorenz while holding the, her identity. The camp, camp is uh, a dem Democratic activist, uh, major Hillary ca uh, Clinton campaign booster. Uh, federal campaign records show that she contributed at least $5,910 to Clinton's campaign 2008 and 2016, including thousands of dollars in donations around each time Clinton campaigned peddling the Trump alpha conspiracy theory. Camp also called the full-blown FBI investigation into the data she pushed the by, by, into the media when we... When the FBI dropped the case in February 2017, Camp lashed out at the Bureau for closing the Trump email probe after reopening the Clinton email case in 2017. She ferned uh, she why the FBI killed the story between the election to focus on her emails. She also called for the people to join the resistance against the Trump team. Of course, Camp, Camp didn't return any calls for comment. So what about the faked evidence? That's one of the questions that they asked in this article. Providing the FBI false evidence is a crime. Former assistant uh, secretary or um, sorry, former assistant FBI director Chris Swecker told RCI that statutes enforcing, uh, enforcing mail and wire fraud may be invoked as a part of the criminal conspiracy case, which is huge because they're not really tough crimes to prove. But if you gave the FBI something fake, that actually carries a pretty stiff penalty with it. And this is where it gets interesting. So when the Sussman indictment was filed by um, uh, by what's his nuts Durham it says uh, FBI presented electronic files along with three white papers portraying innocuous marketing pinging between Alpha Bank and Trump servers as a nefarious Russian back channel that's been called into question several several times. Alpha Bank, which also operates in the U.S., commissioned two studies that found that the DNS data compiled by Joffe and his computer operatives were formatted differently than the bank server DNS logs, which is a huge tell. Like, if you see a DNS log, it looks pretty uh, straight and narrow down the line. There are certain lines of code that follow each one all the way down. What they're saying is that the way this one was compiled didn't make any sense. Well, one of the big things that came out about this is that they said that they looked like they had been artificially created. And then it got worse because then an independent cyber forensics expert told the emails released that the researchers bore timestamps that did not match actual activities on the servers. So when the timestamps aren't actually showing on the servers where this stuff actually took place, that means it's added line of code. Well, it gets better because then somebody else looked at it and said, well, wait a minute, why is this a text document? It was all done up in a text document, which means you can go in and edit the text document. And that's what happened. They were going in and editing these text documents, adding these extra lines of code to make it look like, hey, look, Trump's actually talking to Alpha Bank in Russia when in actuality, that's not true at all. So all of this stuff is now starting to come out. We now know who tech executive number one is. We know who operative number one is. We know who operative number two is. We know who operative number three is. And all of this stuff is starting to flow out. The big part of this that I'm trying to tell people is that, look, I know Durham's taking his time, 
but he's taking his time for a damn good reason because he is building probably one of the more rock solid conspiracy cases I've ever seen. And I do believe that he's trying to make his foundation as stable as possible because he is looking to go after the big fish. He is looking to go spear Obama or Hillary Rodham Clinton, whichever way the evidence takes him. Right now, it's pointing to both of them because there's no way that Clinton didn't know about it and there's really no way that Obama didn't know about it and Obama was letting this, this shit happen. Oh, and to boot, let's not forget that he's also got Biden wrapped into this because some of these tech executive com- or some of these tech companies that they're talking about here didn't get their funding until Joe Biden was inaugurated to office. So now Joe Biden's involved in the conspiracy as well. This is getting worse and worse and worse. The more and more this opens up, I told you all, once this stuff, guess what else I got confirmation on today? What's that? Have you ever asked the question, what happened to Peter Strzok and yeah. uh, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, the other Lisa Strzok and or or, Peter. Yeah, was, Peter Daschet and... No, Daschet's the, um, the other guy. It's Lisa Strzok and Peter... I don't know. I forgot what his last yeah. name is. Anyway, did you ever wonder what happened to them? Uh, as far as I knew, they didn't get fired and they were still working for the FBI. No, they're not working for the FBI anymore. No? No. Okay. They're working for Durham. I'm sorry, what? They're working for Durham. They're working for Durham? Correct. In what capacity? Uh, what capacity do you think they're working for Durham? They're singing like caged birds? Exactly. What did I tell you was going to happen They to them? were going to sing. They got slammed? Yep. Okay. Now, this is not ever going to be printed, I'm sure, until like this case actually goes to court. <laughs> However, the two of them have done more work for Durham from my sor- from what my source told me. And again, guy is comes to me with... Rock solid. Yes. Um, he, they've done more work for Durham and opening doors down rabbit holes that Durham didn't even know existed than you and I have ever discovered on our own. Like literally they are opening stuff up. I'm, I'm actually amazed they're still alive. I'm, yeah. I'm very surprised they have not been killeried yet because I got a feeling that's coming. It's Lisa Page and Peter. Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok. That's yeah, the two. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those were the two that were bumping uglies and yep. telling all sorts of stuff back and forth between them. They had all the disgusting. And there's got to be one more person, too. I got to think that Durham's going after. They had there's a three. There's three big dogs that Durham's going after. Hmm. I think he's, it sounds like he's going after Clinton. It sounds like he's going after Obama. It also sounds like he's trying to get Comey. Involved in all of this. I guarantee Andrew McCabe's involved in all of this. But Comey, I'm sure, is involved in all of this, even though he tried to play a very political role by um, negating Hillary's emails and saying, oh, well, you know, she just had a server. It wasn't that bad. And the documents weren't that class. No, they were class. Yeah. This is a black and white issue. They're either classified or they're not. Yeah, you're pregnant or you're not. There's exactly. no in between. There's yeah. no in between. And um, I got a feeling that all of this shit is going it, to, it's all coming out, folks. Just give it some time. We've got a, tactical patience. I told you tactical patience from the get-go on this. Let Durham do his job. He's got to build his case. I'm guaranteed he was left shit and he was left holding the bag on a bunch of shit when Trump left office and he's probably got nothing but grief about it, but he's gaining momentum. This has been building and building and building since assessment indictment dropped. And I told you if it was just about Sussman, it'd be about a 10 page indictment. He released a 27 page indictment. He was going after conspiracy. Conspiracy is the number one crime he's trying to connect all these people to 
Remember, one or more is a conspiracy. So one person or another, you know, two people, it takes to be a conspiracy. The fact that he's already calling out nine people to include a whole law firm and Perkins Coie, uh, the Clinton campaign team, um, Obama. I mean, he's going right down the white picket fence of all the people you want to see him pick up right now. I mean, I, like I said, I don't hold a lot of hope for Merrick Garland and the DOJ, but I can tell you right now with what he's got, you notice how he's picking up little tidbits and releasing little tidbits to the news, especially about Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland employing a couple of these people that they have questionable questionable backgrounds and their legitimacy to this case can be called into question. That is that is straight up, I'm going for a conspiracy charge and I will link all of you if I have to. You might want to think about playing ball. So he might be strong-arming the DOJ to do their fucking job. And that would be amazing in and out of itself. Just saying. So here, here's my question for you real quick. If Hillary Clinton actually gets arrested between 7.45 and 8.30 a.m. on either the last Monday in October or the first Monday in November, how crazy are Anon's going to go? <laughs> Holy shit. You <laughs> folks are going to lose their mind. I'm just saying. Like, what have we seen happen this month so far? We've already seen Red, Red October. October. We've already seen the dark. We've already seen things go dark. Um, and what else are we seeing now? Now we might see Hillary Clinton get picked up and go to and get arrested. I this, mean, there's more Q proofs coming true every day. So, yeah. uh, I, I mean, don't um, hold your breath, folks. But I'm just saying, if I were uh, if I were a betting man, um, I would say the odds have improved significantly in the last 24, mm-hmm. 48 hours. Yeah, I, I think I, I, so. The more and more I hear about people coming forward and dropping information like that to Durham, I, I to to hear that. Carter Page and Lisa Strzok are doing what they're doing. Mm, tell you I, what, folks. I gotcha. I gotcha. So um, I know we, we said we'd talk about the Nuremberg Code. The Nuremberg, uh, I will say the files of the Nuremberg trials were published online. Um, we're going to put it. We're going to put it the link. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. So there's over 5,000 files now online. They're mostly in German. So if you don't speak German, I'm sorry. Or you don't read German, I'm sorry. Um, just, uh, just. She's just lucky that she has an interpreter living in her house. I. I can read German. Thank you very much. I grew up on German. Not a big deal. I just want to say real quick, Nuremberg Code, the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. Violated. Hey, let's let's let the woman explain it. Okay. And this woman is a molecular biologist. Gina? Gina. Thank you, Gina. You're welcome. Thank you. And we're not going to play the whole thing because it's 10 minutes, just the first part. So, good afternoon. Thank you very much for your time. I know there's lots of people that want to talk to you. I also want to thank your staff for being as kind as they are. You have a phenomenal staff here. Thank you for that. Thank you. So I want to get right into um, several topics, one of them being misinformation, the other one being Nuremberg Code. So, 74 years ago, the Nuremberg Code came about as a result of the atrocities that occurred during the Second World War, specifically the Nazis with their genetic experiments on humans. And if you've read the Nuremberg Code, you would understand that as a result of all the countries, major players in the world signing this document, they were very clear that humans would never be forced to wear a mask, never forced to endure vaccines that weren't safe or any treatment protocol that was not safe, and certainly not a genetic experiment. Given that most people don't have a degree in molecular biology or anything along those lines, then I'd like to give you some information today. So, from my perspective and working as I do, 
um, it concerns me greatly that one of the one of the precepts, not only in the Nuremberg Code, which stated very clearly, we're not going to be an experiment ever again, signed off for. It also gave the people power to hunt down the Nazi war criminals, and that has also been used in other instances to go after people creating genocide in their own countries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the Nuremberg Code protects us, and it seems that that's been conveniently forgotten in the process of all this, what's going on. The misinformation um, when constitutional lawyers for the government advise the government officials that they're not violating people's rights under the Charter's rights in our Constitution, but rather just pushing the boundaries, and that gives me great cause for concern. The, the Constitution, the Nuremberg, were all written to protect the people from the atrocities inflicted upon them, whether it was a government um, or other people that had the authority to do so, or in their own minds thought they had the authority to do so. So when I listen to the radio, which I have to stop listening to, it concerns me that health units are unequivocally promoting a genetic experiment. This has never been done before in the history of mankind, where a foreign substance that mimics, but it doesn't, uh, an mRNA strand that can possibly insert itself and permanently insert itself into the DNA of the human, um, that's unheard of. Uh, it's not... The, if you look at the statistics, if you look at anything that's going on, theirs is a reporting, it's a voluntary reporting center for... All right, so we've talked about theirs a lot, but what she says about the Nuremberg Code designed to protect us, um, it, it absolutely is, and all, everything that's happening right now is in direct violation of the Nuremberg Code. So the experiment should be as such to yield fruitful results for the good of society, unprocurable by other methods or means of study, and not random and unnecessary in nature. That's violated. The experiment should be so designed and based on the results of animal experimentation and a knowledge of the natural history of the disease or other problems under study that the anticipated results justify the performance of the experiment. That is violated since all the animals died. The experiment should be so conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. Violated. No experiment should be conducted where there is a priori reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur violated. The degree of risk to be taken should never exceed that determined by the humanitarian importance of the problem to be solved by the experiment. Violated. Proper preparation should be made and adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even the remote possibilities of injury, disability, or death. You can literally get your shot at freaking Walgreens, but not at your doctor. So violated. And the experiment should be conducted by scientifically qualified persons, not by the guy at the McDonald's drive-thru. Violated. During the course of the experiment, the human subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end if he has reached the physical or mental state where continuation of the experiment seems to him to be impossible. So if you get your first shot and you have a bad reaction, and what happens? You get your second. You, you have to get your second. That's right. Violated. Uh, during the course of the experiment, the scientist in charge must be prepared to terminate the experiment at any stage if he has probable cause to believe in the exercise of the good faith, superior skill, and careful judgment required of him that a continuation of the experiment is likely to result in injury, disability, or death to the experimental subject. Violated. And the other thing that was determined by the Nuremberg Code is I was just following orders is not an acceptable not defense. Yep. It is not an acceptable defense. So... 
uh, there's a lot of people, you know, I think Mike Adams about got shut down for calling for a Nuremberg two trial. He had to like delete that podcast or part of that podcast. He, he was warned by whatever. Um, I don't give a shit. Your sources come warn me. I'm telling you right now, we, we need a second Nuremberg trial. It's coming. Okay. That's all I got. Well, with that, um, I just want to let you all know, go to my pillow, um, log into my pillow and, uh, defiant is our, uh, or will be as of Monday. Oh, as of Monday. Yes. I thought it Monday. was as of no. last Monday. No, no. This past Monday. No. Okay. We just talked about it on the podcast on, All right. I don't know, two days ago. Um, we have Dr. Cordy Williams coming on tomorrow. That's correct. So he is running for senator in California. If you guys have questions for Dr. Cordy Williams, as we are not in California, we don't have a vested interest in it. We love him. He's a great person. Big flirt, actually. He's really cute. Um, <laughs> but he's a Navy guy, so that's allowed. <laughs> yeah. I'm not too worried. Anyway, no, you shouldn't be. You don't have the right working for him. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, you should be. Um, anyway, uh, so if you guys have questions for Dr. Cordy Williams, please email them to us, mickvlin at gmail.com, or post them in our Telegram chat, uh, the Patriot Party Pod chat on, obviously, Telegram, and we will be sure to ask him those questions. So, in Jack, your name, Casey. Make sure you put your name in yes. there. Anyone uh, else from California? Dr. Sherwood will be coming on on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, so, if you live in Oklahoma, same thing applies. He's running for governor of Oklahoma. Not only that, he's going to be here to talk about his products and what he does um, as a neuropath. Uh, he's naturopath. Or naturopath. He's a great, great guy. I uh, can't wait to talk to him. Can't wait to talk to Dr. Cordy Williams. Yep. We also have... Uh, our, so our Steel Truth interview, we had some scheduling conflicts. So yep. that got pushed to next Friday. So we're actually, um, I think, recording on Thursday. And then we have Carla from Culture of Life 1972 coming on on Thursday. We're going to be doing a, a pro-life episode with Carla. Correct. And we also, uh, they're also supporting us as well. Uh, we're going to also, we're going to bring them up. They're our sponsor as well. We're going to push them. Yep. And uh, one of the big things with them, uh, one of their, well, I believe our promo code is what? With um, them? They, we're, we're, it's either, I think it's either going to be Patriot Party or Defiant. Well, we currently have a link up in our Telegram. Correct. That brings it directly to them. Um, so if you want again, to support two great things, you're going to support us. You're going to support them. It's just going to be awesome all the way around. Because all their proceeds go to Fight for Life. Yep. And, and go and that fight against huge. abortion. That's huge the biggest thing us. in the in the world for me. I yeah. you know I'm I'm completely anti-abortion, so that is awesome. Uh, it's a great thing to support, and I'm all about that. Uh, we also have uh, Dr. Stella Emanuel coming yep. on on Saturday. That's correct. That's as well. going to be killer. And honestly, I want to talk more about her ministry than about her because everyone's seen her viral video of her going off in front of the, the hospital in Dallas and you know talking about ivermectin. But I don't think a lot of people understand that she's also a preacher. Yep. So, and not only that, she's uh, she's a Jamaican. Remember how I told you that uh, there's a great number of Jamaicans that are down there in Jamaica right now that are, I thought like Americans, like we had the biggest amount of red pill no. woke people. No, Jamaica is killing it with red pill. We, Our driver, I still will never, ever forget that conversation nope, we had. He's it was amazing. the only time that I stayed awake completely from the resort <laughs> to the airport and never once fell asleep. My kids did, but me and my wife were so in deep in a conversation with this guy going down different rabbit rabbit holes, this, that, there, and everywhere. I was amazed at how red pill woke this guy was. Um, and I was hoping we'd get to see him again. We were supposed to go to Jamaica this coming summer, but we're going to have to cancel it. So if you guys saw the New York Patriot episode that we did, that that actually got pulled entirely, scrubbed from everywhere except from Odyssey. Correct. So I think I'm going to repost it. But if you did see that, that prophecy that um, or the thing that that I was told would happen has actually happened. So there's there's that. Um, so. We've got a, also got some uh, more stuff coming. Uh, we got a lot of uh, I got uh, 
We got a ton. There's of a lot of there's up. a lot of folks that asked uh, reached out to me. I had a bunch of people reach out to me and ask me about. Well, if I'm not supposed to invest and I'm not supposed to do this, where am I supposed to buy gold and silver? We actually have two guys. One of the guys is actually going to be coming on our show. I've actually reached out, made contact with him. And it was the guy that I met when we were in Tulsa. And I want him to come on here and explain how all that's going to work and what you need to do. So he's going to come on. He's going to do an episode. So if you're interested in buying gold and silver, because uh, I've told you that, you know, investing is pointless. Uh, because when the power goes out, yep. you're not going to be able to access your crypto wallet. Sorry. So I wanted to find an outlet for those folks that were actually actively seeking a place to buy gold and silver. Um I mean, I look at it at the big three, gold, silver, and ammo. Those are the three that you really got to worry about. Um, I would also, if I were you all, I would Food. think about investing in a musket. And I know it sounds crazy or a muzzle loader of some sort. And the reason I say a muzzle loader, because you can melt aluminum down, you can melt lead down, you can make ball rounds out of those things. And why not? It's a gun. It works either way. All you need is powder for it. What's the point, right? I'm just saying it's better than buying ammo, especially when they stop, make bra make brass, uh, stop making brass casings and all that other wonderful stuff, primers and uh, bullets. I mean, why not? Uh, you might as well go to a muzzle loader. At least you can still hunt. Um, there's all sorts of things you can do with a muzzle loader that you can't do with a regular gun. Um, but out, outside of that, I don't have much else. You got nope, anything? That's it. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Please. Um, again, uh, we got a lot of huge stuff coming up. We're, we're really ramping it up. Honestly, we, we could have something out like almost every single day this week. So um, get ready for a quick week because uh, we're going to we're going to muscle through it as best we can. As long as we don't have any audio issues, which so far we haven't. So far, the well. board is, as you can hear, I hope it sounds better already. Uh, we've really I did a lot of tweaking to it. We actually screwed around with it the other day because uh um, we had some time to do it because like, like she said, our and Vander steel, um, the steel truth bit got moved. So yep. I was home for a couple hours and we got to screw around with the soundboard and make it sound better. So, uh, I don't have anything else. That's it. If you don't, um, nope. have a good day. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, thanks for watching. Th yep. Thanks for being here. And, uh, I'm not going to take it. Not going to take it.